Hi, this is Matthew Jude from This Game Is Broken, and you've just downloaded the wrong podcast. Go back onto your mobile device and search This Game Is Broken wherever you find good podcasts. Thank me later, I've just saved you at least half an hour. Everybody, it is the Board Game Mechanics, the podcast you willingly downloaded and did listening to on your own free will. Um, no one's making you be here, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess mostly. Uh, that cartel thing that you worked out, like, is that still happening, Jason, or is that? Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Oh, that's kind of what I wondered. Uh, I'm Joel. <laughs> he's he's the nasty man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'll more on that later. Um, Say hi, nasty man. Hey, I'm Jason. What's going on? The nasty man. Uh, all right. <laughs> yep. The nasty man is back. <laughs> well, hey, I had my good dairy treat that I have every week before I get on the podcast. So I have good a nice layer of phlegm on my vocal cords before we start <laughs> recording. That's always always real good. And then and then uh, you know, I'm I'm all raring to go, bud. I'm ready. So we had dairy before I came on too. That's funny. All right. A lot of <sighs> <laughs> this this episode yeah that's true well hey this week we're doing some news like always we're doing some games we played and we're going to talk about games that didn't hold up yeah I, I don't know what we can call it but yeah games are just they lost their shine after a couple plays yeah i mean we'll talk more about that later but for now i think i think you guys are all waiting for that real sexy hot bumper uh. here it comes <laughs> All right, so let's dive into some news. Um, I'm bringing out the nasty man right up in the front and cheap ass games. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Get your kids out of the room. <laughs> Get them out. <laughs> they are back with a book. They're doing a book of it's like a retrospective of all the games that James Ernest has this has helped design or design over his career. I think there's like a hundred of them, and it's all in black and white because you know they started out as little black and white games. And it's on Kickstarter now. It's fifteen dollars for an ebook, and it's sixty dollars for a hardcover. I, that seems a little steep to me, but again, I'm not here to make your decisions for you. And there are twenty five days left, and it's already fully funded. So if you do back it, you'll get this book. So if you like books about board gaming and the hobby, then you might want to go check this one out. What do we know about Kickstarter funding anyway, Jason? I mean, like sixty laminated sheets. About a hundred little felt back tokens. That's a hundred bucks. So I mean, sixty bucks for a book seems good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a burn. Uh. <laughs> I. What are you talking about? I. I have no idea what you're talking about, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's part of my cartel. I can't talk about it. Uh, the next game I wanted to talk about is a little card game. It's from a company called Invaders, and the game is called Frankenstein. So. What this is, it's a two to five player game where each player is trying to play cards onto this mat in front of them to try to build the best monster. I think it plays in about 15 to 20 minutes and it's fully funded, has about 19 days to go and it's $21. So not super pricey. And if you're into little card games, go check this one out because the theme is kind of interesting. So here's the password for this week, Jason. Okay. Uh, first off, I, I think we're trying to sell some shirts in Zazzle. Well, let's plug that right now. If you go to zazzle.com forward slash i don't have a clue what the forward slash is i don't think that's really what it is that'd be funny though <laughs> that, would, um, that would be really funny <laughs> if you go to if you go to we'll put a post up somewhere but there's some shirts you can buy with our logo on them over at zazzle 
if you want to do that. Um, they're, they're the best place we can find to get shirts made right now for the few people who have asked. So I'm going to plug that. But I think a new T-shirt design and actually a fan club for just you personally, Jason, would be Jason's Cartel. Like, that would be awesome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Fans of you are parts of Jason's Cartel. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I've, I'd feel like uh, Don Corleone. Yeah. I tolerate Joel as my fans. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's, a, that's pretty funny. But yeah, that's all I got for news. Um, it's kind of slow still. So I didn't dive into it too much. But I thought those were interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, like, and honestly, I will just say it. I'll, I'm not going to be passive aggressive about it. I feel like that's a lot of money for a board game i'm talking about blood on the clock tower but um i don't think i'm the only one who thinks that and actually like some pretty big reviewers have come out and said you guys don't even know this game has a lot in it well i i show us i mean like it doesn't feel like there's a lot in it so i'm sure it wasn't the cheapest game in the world to make but i'll tell you this like this is just i mean a natural consequence like we vote with our dollars that's how the economy works so i'm not voting for this one i'm not backing it if it were 49 bucks plus $15 shipping, it'd be really hard for me to pass on it. Um, but at 79 I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on it. It looks like a really neat game, but I'm just not sold on it for that $95 part mark. I mean, like, I've seen, I've seen, okay, listen, Riot Games isn't making money, and I get that. They aren't requiring mechs versus minions to keep them afloat. And Blood on the Clock Tower, this guy's trying to do it as his job. But for 75 bucks, shipped, free shipping. I got Max versus Minions, and that game is like unbelievable. The amount of stuff in there. So, I mean, if you can't tell me that seventy five dollars shipped is possible with Blood on the Clock Tower, I have a hard time with that. So, I don't know. That's that's there we go. That's one of my hot takes. And let's see if I can find a soundboard for that. <laughs> I don't know. Does that work? <laughs> sure. Joel's hot takes. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, did that Joel's g- hot takes? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever. Did that game actually fund the Blood on the Clock Tower? Oh my gosh, it's like out a million dollars or uh, something right now. It's that's insane. crazy, man. Yeah, it's like the hottest Kickstarter like of the year so far. I think. Wow, cool. I mean, good for them. People seem to like it. I just, yeah, it's a lot for a social deduction game. That is for sure. And it is the biggest Kickstarter until. Cool Mini or Not puts out their box of farm animals with a game that you can play, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they put out with miniatures in it that sells a billion dollars worth. With a, a bigger than life-size horse. <laughs> yeah. A Cthulhu that's horse. The, that's the stretch goal. Cthulhu <laughs> horses. <laughs> and to really really get those sales up, they're going to make a video where the guy talks like this. We're talking about effing horses. <laughs> that's right. Effing horses. <laughs> The game too edgy for you to back. Effing horses. <laughs> yeah, arbitrary F words are awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not that they've ever done that, but I mean, imagine if they did. Uh, I would hate to think they would have done that. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty hateful for sure. Oh, we got to mark this one explicit again for sure. <laughs> yeah, we said cheap ass and F. Man, we're we're going down. Don't let your mom listen to this one. This will be the one she does listen to. <laughs> and like honestly, this is my brother Twitch streams and he's like he's kind of a cuss boy on there sometimes. And and like she'll watch him and he'll be like like leading like a 
hymnal sing sing time and and then this will be the nasty man show that she listens to and she'll be like why can't you be like your brother <laughs> put some wholesome col- content out yeah. uh, it's, it's not that it's not that i'm bad i'm just disappointed <laughs> that is true she would she would say that we're we're not getting fish tacos at the next meetup i guess or whatever yeah that's a true thing she made us fish tacos one time i'm not trying to be weird <laughs> Yeah, Katie did talk to her today on Facebook, and she said she missed seeing us last time we were there. <laughs> I'm serious. She wants us to like get together again soon. So it's awesome. It's awesome having a den mom for the Board Gaming Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it's like if Origins was in somebody's house, and the mom just kept walking around and asking them if they were hungry or thirsty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And and I mean like there are a few more cosplayers per person at my parents' house because <laughs> my dad does a real mean Archie Bunker cosplay. Oh, uh, he really does. <laughs> so, uh, all right, I think uh, we should probably get going. Get we haven't had a dumb episode like this in a while. <laughs> That's true. This is going to be pretty dumb. All right, so. Let's talk about some games that we played. Uh, I'm going to get started, and I'm addicted to this game that I'm going to talk about. I played it three times in three days, and that game is Concordia. You were right. It's good, man. It is incredible. So I was kind of, I was, you know, hesitant because Transatlantic was a big dog. But once I played this game, it has the card play of Transatlantic, but it has the board play that makes it a thousand times better than transatlantic <laughs> yeah like it's incredible so if for those of you that don't know or who haven't played concordia um you have these six or seven nine cards in your hand everybody has the same cards you're going to play a card you're going to do an action you're trying to build buildings in these cities you're trying to produce re- resources so you can use them to build other buildings you're going to sell the resources to get money you're trying to do some set collection with these extra cards to make your hand better so it's like an interesting little deck building resource management uh, city building game. And I want to play it right now. So we might have to make this episode short again because I want to go play it. Yeah, that's why the last one was 17 minutes long. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the, My favorite thing that just happened there when you were describing this game was that you're confident there's not eight cards in the game, but it's six, <laughs> seven, or nine. <laughs> there probably is eight. I actually don't know. <laughs> Uh, um, that, yeah, I love that too. When like we've done that on the show a few times, we're like, man, I am a huge fan of this game. I love it so much. Who's it designed by? No idea. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. The game's fun. Um, Matt Gertz, man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is uh, Matt Gertz. Yeah, I know this one. Well, I know. I want to make sure the the naysayers out there who only came for the nasty going blue jokes, which we advertised, I'm sure, <laughs> in this episode, know we actually know something. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Concordia, the other thing that I think is really cool in this game that's not present in Transatlantic is that like it's you can fun. take a resource. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you can, you can take a resource and then that little thing flips over to coins. Oh, yeah. That is. And then cool. your other choice is taking all those coins. So it's kind of like a, like, do I want to give you more coins if I take this resource, but I really need this thing. So it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And then like the, like, man, there's so much money out there. I really need to do a different action. But that's so much money. I got to take it. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of a cool in there, too. That I think it's overlooked sometimes. Yeah, the thing that I liked about it was that Prefect Magnus card where you get two two of the production from the ter- uh, province. 
like we were all just waiting to use our prefect cards until that card got to us. So yeah, and that moves counterclockwise, so it goes opposite turn order. So you're trying to think, come on, I'm first player, I really want this card, use it. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that little touch to it as well. Yeah, the the cards are very cool, and the game's so easy to explain. People can be playing it in ten minutes, and you're not going to win your first time playing it, but you'll feel like you played the game right and enjoy it the first time you played it. I think too. Um, the other thing too is uh, MacGurts does have that other game. It's called, um, I don't remember what the name of it is, but the way how they advertised it was all the bookkeeping and board play of Transatlantic without any of that Concordia junk in there. Ugh. I don't remember what it's called, but... <laughs> is that re- like for real? No. Oh, I was going to say. Jason, you're being gullible. <laughs> I'm yanking your chain, bud. I was like, maybe he did create another one. It, it probably would be worse than Transatlantic, too, at this point. All the sweet rows of cards and bookkeeping of Transatlantic. <laughs> Accountant Manager 2019. <laughs> All you do is flip cards and do some math, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, was this one older or newer? Oh, it's older. Okay. So then we, we put this one on the bottom. Um, <laughs> I don't mind that game, honestly. Like, it's not bad. Yeah, it's okay. I, I mean, it's just, King, yeah. Concordia's a 10. That game's a 6. I mean, like, but for as much as he shared or stole from himself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, he figured out a way to take some of the best parts of Concordia and make them kind of bad. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Concordia is amazing, so it's hard to live up to that. Yep, you can't win them all. And Transatlantic, I'll I'll pick that up when it's like $11 in clearance somewhere probably, because it's not horrible. Yeah, it's worth playing once. <laughs> so Jason does not own and will not own that game. I did own it, but will not. But will not in the future. Fair, fair. All right, well, I played, what did I say, Spirit Island? Is that the one I was going to talk about? Yes. Uh uh, you remember that thing where we talk about how much we love a game and then we don't remember who the designer is? <laughs> yeah. This was designed by John Greater Than, and it's from Greater Than Games. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really coincidental name. Uh, it's, is, it, is it Greater Than Games or Dice Hate Me? It's Greater it's Than, right? Greater Than Games, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. It's pretty cool, man. I like it. quite Well, I'm sure someone will let us know. Um, it's a pretty cool game, honestly. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's like... I don't know. It's it's neat. You're, there's these settlers coming to this island. There's a bunch of different setups you can do. There's a bunch of different variable player powers, and that's what really makes the game cool. The rest of the game's like just your standard like take some actions, play some cards kind of thing that happens in a lot of co-ops. But the fact that the characters play so differently and you rely so much on each other in the game is what makes it pretty cool. And then the other thing that's pretty cool is that there's variable setups for like all the different stuff. So like there will really probably never be two similar games. Um, in the game we played, I, one person played as like the ocean and had tsunamis that could come and wipe out the coast and destroy tons of stuff on the coast. Another person played as the wind, so they could like push things towards the coast to like get them wiped out more. And then I was like, I played as lightning, and I'm not sure what I was good at, but <laughs> it's. Oh, I mean, yeah. I I was able to zap like individual things kind of from time to time, but um, it was it was pretty fun, and I I I traded for this one. Just because it's like 15 on the top 100, and I was like, man, it's got to be decent, and, I, and I'm not disappointed I own it. It's a pretty good little game. Um, the variable player powers, like I said, really make the game um, just so fun to play as something totally unique from the next person next to you and see how those puzzle pieces fit together and how you got to work together to solve the puzzle. We, we played the Swedish scenario, um, and like, there's this part where if an explorer is either equal to or outnumbers the natives that are on this like particular land land type or whatever, um, then basically uh, what happens there is um, 
is that they become converted to the the explorers like religion or whatever. So they're evangelical. And like one of the person, one of the people I played with is like, uh, when they were explaining the name, they said, this is a pretty funny joke. They're like, they convert to Abbaism because of Abba in Sweden. I don't know. It was, it was funny on the game day. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Sweden, but it was a cool game. Uh, Spirit Island really do like it. Not bad. Cool. Yeah. Um, this looks nice, but again, I haven't been super interested because it's a co-op and, you know, that kind of turns me off right there. All right. So the next game I want to talk about is a game from Tony Boydell. It is about building a railroad around a mountain, and it's called Snowdonia. So what this game is, if you don't know, it's a worker placement game where you're going to send your little pawn out, and you're going to be clearing rubble off of these spaces around the board so you can convert those spaces. You can build train tracks. You're trying to build track from the beginning of the train station all the way to the end of the Snowdonia line. And you're trying to claim those tracks as your own with your cubes to score a bunch of points. You're trying to build on these, like there's like six cards that you can build on to score a pile of points. You're trying to get these in-game goals to score a ton of points. And it's just a lot of stuff that you're juggling in a pretty easy to teach worker placement game. So if you're into worker placement, uh, resource conversion building train tracks then check this one out so that is snowdonia yeah um my fun story about snowdonia is i was doing demos at gen con one year for the company that at the time was putting snowdonia out which i'm sure with a very little bit of sleuth work you can figure out what company this is and they had me playing a really simple social deduction card game um i want to be really obvious about what company it is but i'm not gonna so anyway it was a game where you take coins or don't take coins and stuff um and, and anyway, uh, the guy who was like the president of the company was there and I was running the demo for this little social deduction card game for like six hours. I was like, man, can I, can I run Snowdonia instead? And he like scoffed at me. He was like, you're not ready for Snowdonia yet. This is your first time running with a con with us. I was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> like it was his like beloved game that was like pretty intense for him. I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it looked, it looked cool though. I mean, like it definitely looked cool. So yeah, um, if you could play Lords of Waterdeep, you could teach Snowdonia. It's pretty easy. There, well, I guess he was right. I uh, <laughs> I got to stick with uh, Mac Gertz's box of <laughs> tablatures with new with new abacus. Uh, is that what is that what an abacus two abacuses would be called? Abacai. Ab, yeah, I guess. Pla- Variable player abacai. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Abacuses. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like one of us has an English teacher wife, and one of us doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she- so I don't care. My wife's not going to care. She's going to still love me if I said abacuses or abacai. My wife will comment. She'll tell you. Oh, for sure. We will have, <laughs> by 1030 on Friday, on the Facebook page, there will be a correction or some kind of comment about how, you idiots, how did you not know it's two abacuses are called a flock of abacai. <laughs> a flock of abacai. <laughs> Oh, I hope that is what they're called. That would be awesome. Um, but I mean, it is cool though that in that Matt Gertz game, like this isn't what I played, so I'm not going to talk too long about it. The new one that's just called Ship Boys: The Keeping of Cards in a Ship Bay has this variable <laughs> player abacai. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, so the game I played, I think it's called Railroad Inc. Right? The little rolling, yeah, yeah Railroad Inc. Yeah, yeah. It's hmm. oh. Um, 
that good, huh? I, I hope this isn't the one my mom listens to, because she said, don't say mean things. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> so it had really good dry erase boards in it. Like, the dry erase boards, were re- they were good. I mean, they were good dry erase boards. Oh, man. The markers weren't very good, but the dry erase boards were good. Um, it's bad, man. It's, it's just, I don't think it does anything that other roll and write games do. Any any better? Like I mean, like it's to me, it's far worse than Harvest Ice to me. Um, I mean, like it's just developing patterns on these dry erase boards, and then you get a few little like unique patterns that you can use in place. It's like almost like the chance thing in Yahtzee. Like you're like, hey, I don't like these dice, so I'm gonna use one of these like little bailout things on the top of the board, and um, you have to draw these like patterns on the boards and it takes forever for people to draw their patterns it's got so much downtime between die rolls because people get so ap prone and just like set there and they're like well do i want the train tracks that are going on the overpass or do i want the ones that are parallel to i mean like there are no parallel ones but anyway uh it's just i mean for a game where you're checking die and writing things down it takes way too long for people's turns it's it's like it's just not fun it's just not fun really at all um so I'm not a fan. Um, had two opportunities to play it. And the f- first time I was like, uh, I think I'll try it. And I played like for a turn. And like seriously, there were six of us playing. And I was like, uh, uh, this is seven rounds of us all rolling then, huh? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to set out of this one because I was like, this is going to get long. And then the second chance I got to play it in a different group of people, it was like three people. And I was like, still like, this game's painfully long for a little rolling, right? So I do not endorse this. Don't think it's great. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it's any better than any other rolling night out there. So go play Harvest Dice or whatever you have already and enjoy it. That's crazy, man. This game's been getting like so much love from everybody. Uh, it's not good, man. And I don't. I don't understand what's good about it. Like, it's like, hey, I've got to make roads that connect, and it's all from random die faces, and I get some bailout things. I mean, like, it doesn't do anything neat. Like, it's like I could see where you think this game's neat if you haven't played like. Kokoro or Harvest Dice or something else like that, but it's not innovative at all to me. So I don't know. I played the red one. Maybe the blue one's really good, but I don't know. Um, you know what, Simon? I've kind of been throwing you some uh, some hate. If you guys want to get it back on my good side, just send me one of those good big boxes of uh, of of uh, effing railroading. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome if they did have an expansion called effing railroading. <laughs> Uh, I'd be fully in as miniatures. <laughs> they just sit there. Yeah. You know, like all miniatures games. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Tim's going to hate this episode. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, you know what, though, man? You, you got to have a bit of honesty in your show sometimes. And I think I've stored up 63 episodes for this one. I don't know. Hey. Okay. No, time out. Blood Rage is a good game. I like you. I like your Blood Rage game. It's very good. Council of Four, the one that no one seems to like or buy. Very good game. And I like your edition even, Simon. And finally, Dogs of War. It's a crying shame that that yeah. game didn't sell more than it did. So, Simon, there's a little love for you. But wait, you? For- I didn't even know Railroad Inc. was theirs, bud. It is theirs. I'm pretty sure. But anyways, it might be horrible games. Maybe it's horrible games. Mm. Oh, there we go. Matt Gertz's horrible <laughs> games. Home of Home of Abacus Tracker. <laughs> You forgot about all the best Simon games. Lorenzo. Uh, oh, yeah. Newton. Lorenzo. Newton. Yeah, those are both great yeah. games. And they're so far out of like their ordinary games that I forget about them. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. So, Jason, 
Did you know that the human brain loves novelty? They love new things. They love enjoying things for the first time. And that first time that you do something, you get a charge that you'll never get out of it as, as well the next time. That's why like things like addiction happen because you chase that same like feeling you got the first time you did something. It's like your first kiss. There's never going to be another first kiss, you know? And so I think with board games, sometimes we get that charge of like, oh man, this game is so good after we play it the first time. And then every other time after it, it just kind of, it pales in comparison. Um, and that's what we're looking at this week for sure. Our games that the first time we played them, we were like, oh, I'm all in. This is awesome. Or we thought it was at least good. And then on repeated plays, you go, hmm, I, yeah, that first kiss, my, my lady friend wasn't as pretty as I thought. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I, I'm going to start it off, Jason, because – Hey, I just I just made sure I didn't have any Simon games up here. So <laughs> Yeah. I think it's Simon free this time. Yeah, you know what, bud? I mean like it is all I think all my games are um yeah, they are. They're off from Asmodee, for sure. So uh Yeah, I mean they own everybody, so chances are good. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, you you you, you throw a cat at a board game and it's why would you throw cats at a board game? But <laughs> That got got edited out, It's better than throwing a baby, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, Jason. That's the worst thing said on this podcast today. Oh, man. We shouldn't have... Everything else on this podcast has been fine, but you talking about throwing babies, wow. (laughs) We shouldn't have had the dairy. (laughs) Uh. Um, And dairy's not even code for anything. I mean, like... (laughs) No, I legit had a milkshake. I just had a piece of caramel, um, and it, that wasn't even the dairy part. The dairy part was the good, good chocolate on the outside of it. I eat low carb too because I'm trying to, you know, not be a real heavy boy anymore, with very limited success. And um, and that that sugar free candy, boy. Uh, you guys can ask my wife if you ever see her. Ask her about sugar free candy, and, and t- ask her if it keeps your feet warm in the bed because it does. It <laughs> creates. It creates intestinal bloating sometimes. So, oh man. So my number one on this list is sugar-free candy. It's a lot better going in than the next time you see it. Um, oh man, that was a bonus one. Uh, for real though, my number one is Memoir Forty Four. Um, this game was really cool for me the first time I played it, and maybe I was a different gamer back then. It was just kind of neat that you had these cards that were determining where you could go. Um, I, is this the commands and color system even? No, I don't, yeah, I, I think don't know I think so. So at any rate, this was kind of a neat game. I thought it was fun. You're playing through these historical battles. It's not heavy. You're not getting bloated down in like a five day war game, but you're playing against someone with tactical kind of stuff going on. Um, and it's it is a fine game, but I don't. If you ask me to play it, it's got to be a favor for you that I'm playing it at this point because it's like it's like really anything where you're drawing cards. It's Honestly, that game comes down a lot to if you got the right cards at the right time. Um, and there is some strategical thinking and stuff on there if you can save your cards for the right times and whatever. But it's no, it's no, uh, it's no kingdom builder. I mean, like, as far as you have one card to do something, um, there's a little more choice in it than that. But um, I don't know. It just it didn't hold up for me. The first time I played it, pretty neat. Then I played through another couple of scenarios, and I thought, you know, for the setup and teardown time this game involves... I think there's other things I'd rather play. So Memoir 44, really cool production value on it. Nice miniatures and stuff, but not near as nice as the miniatures that the good people at Cool Mini or Not make. But 
decent miniatures on this one. Um, pretty okay. So that one though, it can stay. It can stay at someone else's house. I just traded my copy away today, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually had this game set up one time, and we started playing one turn, and then like four other people showed up, so we just put it away and played a real game. But I never got to play it, and I, I I'm not really missing out, I guess. You only experienced like 50 minutes of the game then if you uh, set it up and tore it down. Yeah, it took like 20 minutes to set it up. It was awful. Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty much. All right, so my first game that I wanted to... La, 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 I don't want to hear anything about this. La, la, la. <laughs> yes, you do. You feel the same way, I'm pretty sure. So uh, my first game is from Alexander Feaster, and it is not Broom Service because that game's amazing. It is Mombasa. So I played this game about four times, and the first time it was awesome. Second time, it was okay. Third time, awful. Fourth time, I wanted to punch people. Like I, it loses its, its luster very quickly for me. The card mechanism, like in a lot of Fisher's games, you're playing these cards down in front of you to take actions. Then you're going to pick up a stack and put them back in your hand and take the actions later. That was fun, but the the stock part just didn't do it for me. And the worker placement was minimal at best. So... I played Blackout Hong Kong with you. It may be kind of the same thing where if I played it more, I would hate it. But Blackout, to me, is a far better game. So Mombasa, no longer in the collection. See you later. And I'm over it. That's interesting. If I had to guess why you didn't like Mombasa anymore, I would have thought it's because of that real like nasty bumping people out of areas and stuff and making them put their their sightseeing tents back into their queue of sightseeing tents. Um, <laughs> no, I don't care about that. That's fine. Yeah, I, it's it's fine. It's just it is a little fiddly, um, and then it just feels like I don't know. It's not necessarily got a runaway leader thing, but there's sometimes in that game where there's such an obvious thing that it's like if nobody takes this card or this whatever, then I'm definitely going to do it. Well, then it's obvious to everyone else because it's something that's really powerful that pops up throughout the game, and like it just feels like you're one turn away from getting to do the really powerful thing that you needed to do, and you need to settle for something that's like a distant second choice that you have. So that's one thing I don't like about it. I do like the game overall still. I mean, it's still in my collection. Um, I don't mind it. Um, this would be one, though, that I think, honest to goodness, if Blackout Hong Kong had a little better colors, or if someone came out with a kit to fix the colors in Blackout Hong Kong, I'm not positive I would play this one. I think I would say, hey, let's play Blackout instead. Um, and that said, this one's kind of, like, I think a little bit out of print between print runs again. So maybe some hot trade offers will come in, and I'll end up trading it away. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I got some good stuff for mine, so I couldn't pass it up. But, yeah, it's a fun game. I would play it again. I just, eh. If I didn't have to, I'd rather not. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I guess that was your game, honestly, and so I should tell one of my games now. <laughs> yeah, good idea. I think you sold me on the fact that that game's not as good as I remember it, so good job. That's my number two now, Mombasa. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no, my number two is one that I was so hyped for. I was like, okay, um, I don't want to play Magic the Gathering anymore. I don't want to play Dice Masters. I don't want to do Star Wars Destiny anymore. All those are money grabs. Uh, Netrunner, I'm too far behind to get started in that. So I want to play something that's strategic like that, that has deck building, lets me think about the game when I'm not playing it and be preparing to, you know, be strategic and, and put my wits against someone else's and really enjoy, like, spending a few hours thinking of the best deck I can build for this customizable game and then going out and really enjoying, like, just going head-to-head with someone and seeing how it goes. And then if it doesn't work out well, just go out and, you know, tweak my deck and make things better. It was, a, it was an LCG, and it was called Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game or card game. And this game, I think the first time I played it, I was like, oh, man, this game's really cool. But it's the first time you're playing it, you, like, 
you had that thing too of where like you don't mind if a game takes an hour and a half to play and then every other time after that if anyone was even the like slightest bit ap prone that game takes an hour and a half to play and this game's like a lcg that's set up to be played like several times in a row at tournament settings and things like that and just the playtime is so long on it that i just i can't handle it and then there's like you have to manage two decks in that game too which is kind of kind of a different thing too so like i can barely put together one good deck much less two good decks so um i don't know i just thought it was an interesting thing with this game that it was kind of came on hot for me it came on hot for a lot of people and then you saw it for like 20 bucks on clearance like not too much later and i'm not even sure man i think this one's still supported but i don't think content's coming out very fast for it so uh legend of the five rings my number two i have nothing to add to this it's a game that's not for me and i know that but it does look cool i like the art a little bit but that's all i know about it yeah it's it's a mean game it's combat basically um with some lawyering in it so which is a weird twist um you can either fight people with swords and cut them apart or take them to court and sue them which is really true like that's involved in this game (laughs) weird (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's hard to understand why it would drop at all (laughs) based on that awesome description i gave it yeah uh speaking of taking people to court and suing them that's what i want to do to matt gertz for making transatlantic so my next game is Transatlantic. Um, I got this for, I don't know, I think I got it in a trade from BGG because I didn't have Concordia and I didn't have a chance to play Concordia. And I thought, oh, this is the same guy. It has the same card deal. It's got to be as fun as Concordia. So I played it and it was dry. Very dry. I mean, that's coming from me who I could care less if a game is dry, but this was dry. I was playing a card, then I was moving cards to the bottom of this row and putting a house on the board for some reason and then i was spending money to buy boats to put them at the bottom of an area for some reason i was gathering coal to make my boats go to produce money i think and then i would pick my cards back up and that's essentially how you play the game for three hours so yeah after the third play of transatlantic i was done so goodbye transatlantic hello concordia yeah, uh, you forgot about the uh, scorekeeping abacus. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, that is awful. <laughs> but and it's, it does, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense thematically at times too. It's like here are your here. Are, whoa, that was that was my voice. <laughs> um, here are your ships out at sea. Don't forget to give them more coal. I don't know. Like it's just yeah, it's weird. Um, I guess maybe they're in the harbor when you give them coal, and they have to have coal to go. But if they don't have a smokestack, they can go without coal those old brickety wooden boats. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting game. The art in it's really pretty, at least. Um, and the Titanic's in it. Yeah, the boats do look cool. I mean, the history behind the game is really neat, too. But outside of that, I can do without. Yeah, it's fine. I think if you own Transatlantic and like it, I respect you. But And I would play this game, too, probably, without a lot of convincing. But I would way rather play Concordia. For sure. There's no reason to have this game if you have Concordia, I guess is really what I'm going to say. That's my hot take on this one. I totally concur. And I've played both, so... Take that for what you will, I guess. <laughs> it sounds so sad now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hot takes brought to you by the, P- the Picorni Sound Machine. <laughs> Not brought to you, you go by Picor- Simon. <laughs> go to Picorni's go to PicorniSoundMachine.com to find your own. <laughs> Uh, that's not a real website. Don't waste your time. Or is it? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> that's not worth the $3 a year to buy that domain for. <laughs> that's true. 
That would be funny to buy it and just park the Sound Machine Amazon page on there with our referral link on there. <laughs> uh, this is a real dumb episode. Um, thank goodness those hot takes and mean things we said didn't get heard by anyone because they were all like, this episode's real dumb. I got to listen to something else. Let me listen to those, those good boys talk about heavy cardboard or whatever you listen to instead. I, I don't know who I'm talking to because no one's listening still at this point. Um, <laughs> If you are, man, you are a good friend if you're still listening. Thank you for your friendship. I appreciate it. Yeah, there are three people that are probably still listening. And those three people aren't going to like me much because I'm going to say <laughs> second edition Arkham Horror. I heard third edition is actually pretty cool. Um, second edition of Arkham Horror, like everyone raved about this game eight years ago. And I played it the first time I played it. I was like so into the storytelling, like light role playing elements of it. And I thought, oh, man, this is really cool. It's like gumshoe cthulhu time and we're all kind of different powered and we do kind of work cooperatively to do this stuff and it's pretty fun and the first time i played it like someone ran the game basically for me so like i just got to be a character and didn't have to do all the upkeep and stuff and then every other time after that i had to do all the upkeep because i knew how to play and i don't know if you've ever played arkham horror jason i have not it seems like your kind of game it seems like it's really strongly your kind of game cthulhu and ameritrash together (laughs) and it seems like your thing man for sure but um this, this game, like the way how it works is you're like, all right, I'm going to go here and take this action and do this thing. And that happens, and it takes 17 seconds. And then for the next five minutes, it's, okay, well, since you did that, we need to flip this Mythos card, which triggers this Monster card, which triggers this active trinket that your character has, which triggers your character deck, which means that you have to put out 75 cardboard chits on the board, which there isn't a board, really, kind of. It's a lot of like bits of boards put together so there is a board but it's you play with expansion so they're all over the place and just i don't know it's a lot of upkeep i guess for it being a a game that shouldn't require that much upkeep i don't know for a game that requires that much upkeep i think they know that it took that much upkeep that's why the third edition didn't have all that um and then i think that um that's why they came up with like apps and stuff for mansions of madness and things like that so um i don't know arkham horror I, I know people love this game. I actually do like this game quite a bit still. But the first time I played it, I was just enamored with it. Like the kind of thing where you like dream about it at night. And then I started to see the warts a little bit and saw, man, this is just a lot of work. Like the setup of that game takes forever too. So um, after that, I was like, ah, okay, maybe not. And I've gone on to Mansions of Madness instead. And I've gone on to the Living Card game instead, which I don't get to play near enough. Um, but yeah. Um, Arkham Horror, still, still fine. Just not in love. Yeah. Um, I, I'd probably play Elder Tour just because Katie played it and she liked it. So she's been wanting to try it again, but I have no interest in this one at all. Hey, somebody who's listening right now might have my copy of Elder Tour that Katie played. And I didn't like that one much either. So I traded my copy to someone who it's an awesome game. So you should be really happy. You uh, have it. Congratulations on having that game. <laughs> uh, that's the disclaimer for all the ones that we've gotten rid of. They're amazing. Just not to us. I mean, Elder Horror is way better than Arkham Horror. I'll say that. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I heard shorter and more streamlined. Yeah, for sure. But then I've heard third editions even more so. Yeah, so. All right. So my last game that I want to talk about is a game that it took me a while. It took a while for the luster to wear off on this one. And essentially, I just realized that it's a roll and move game and it's time to move on. And that game is Jamaica. 
I never liked this game. Like, I don't understand it still. I, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, people get so like enamored with it. They're like, oh, it's so good. It's you roll two die, <laughs> and then you decide which side of your card the die is going to power. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it mostly because it was supposed to be short. But then, like, when you play with six people, however many you can play with, it turns into a three hour game of rolling and moving and stupid battling because when you play with six people you're battling every single turn and it just yep. kind of i don't know it, it graded on me after a while the first couple times i was like yeah this is fun i played it with some people who don't normally game and it was fun and then i played it a couple more times I was like yeah not so much fun not or not so much fun time to get rid of this guy so i ended up trading it away for something better in my opinion but jamaica it does look nice and it is from bruno catala so there is that but Jason, it gets that hot action where sometimes you can go on a slightly different route <laughs> that's the same number of spaces, but there's a treasure chest. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But Jason, the boats are made out of plastic. They are. They are made out of plastic. And if you put all the cards that you play together, they make a panorama. Oh. Did you know that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I was doing a hot take there. It's a cold take. Moving on. Uh, but Jason, those die are nice and big and chunky. <laughs> Yeah, and the gold is made of cardboard. It's I just I never really liked it. Like, and I, it could possibly be because one of the people, one of the reviewers, a pair of the reviewers that I really looked up to when I got this game were like, it was one of those like fear of missing out things probably because they were like, this game Jamaica, which was made only fifty copies in the world, and we have one, is so good. It was made just for the employees of this company, and there's only fifty copies in the whole world, and good luck getting that because. I don't know, is it GameWorks? Or I don't remember what the name of the company is, but there's only 50 copies they made for a Christmas present for their employees, and we got one, and it's the best game that a boy could want to play. And then it came out in wide distribution, probably largely because of the reviews like that, and I was like, what? How? What? This is shoots and ladders without <laughs> shoots or ladders. It sounds like you were talking about Tom Vassell and Samuel Healy. <laughs> I didn't say any names, Jason. <laughs> Yeah, but the funny thing is, when that game comes back in print, because it goes out of print sometimes, it sells out immediately, like, still, which is crazy to me. Yeah, All I these know. games, we have Agricola, we have, like, Coimbra, we have every Vital Lacerda game known to man, but this game is the one that sells out? It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't get it. Yeah, it's like either it's either sold out, or, like, the print run's done, and, like, it's sitting on the shelves at Barnes & Noble's 75% off. Like, one of the two. Like, honestly, like, I've seen this game on clearance a bunch, too. So, just weird. If you want to make money in board gaming, just buy copies of Jamaica when they're on clearance and then sell them for, like, 100 bucks when they go out of print. So, <laughs> there's your pro tip for the week. Yep. J- Jason, I, was gonna, I would have put Jamaica on the list, but I didn't like it ever, really. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I, it, it looks nice, and it was fun to play a couple times. Anything else flirt with your list, Jason? Uh, yeah, I, had, I was going to put the captain, captain is Dead. Uh, I was going to put Police Precinct, and I was also thinking about putting Ghost Stories. So those are all three co-op games that were increasingly worse the more I played. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've played two of those games. I've played Police Precinct, and Police Precinct to me, like, I had Flashpoint Fire Rescue, which I don't even have that now. Like, I got rid of that as well. But, um, like, it to me felt like I'd rather play Flashpoint. Because it makes some sense that there's a sense of urgency at this house fire and there's a crew there. 
Whereas Police Precinct was like trying to do the same thing almost, it felt like. But it was like, this is our town. And apparently there's only three cops in the whole town. And this town is the kind of town that has like gang warfare happening and murders every other turn. So like, good luck balancing all these terrible crime things that are happening. Like who would live in that city? Nobody. So I don't know. That was a little less than immersive. And I didn't feel like it did anything that that Flashpoint did, didn't do right. better. Um, but I, w- I know it was pretty hot for a while. But I will say, I ended up getting the, the actual game. This is the only game of all the ones that I've mentioned that I still have, Police Precinct. And I will say that the app is amazing. Like, I play it, the app a lot, because for some reason it was free one time, and I downloaded it, and the app is really good. So I don't really have to play the board game, because that exists. The Captain is Dead. I think that one... Um it seems intriguing to me because, like, I think the idea of being the bridge of a ship would be really fun. Like, there's a game called Artemis Bridge Simulator that's a video game, and I think that's really cool. And I think this kind of tried to emulate that a little bit. I've never played it, so I don't know, but um, it looked kind of cool. So it's kind of disappointing to see that you you weren't too hot on it. Yeah, it, the theme is way cooler than the game actually plays. In reality, it's pandemic, but on a spaceship. So you have hmm. four four actions. You're trying to get some cards, and you're trying to get rid of all these spaceships and fix all the like computer systems in your ship before you die. That's essentially the game. And you're going to die. This game is impossible. I don't know if you can win it. Uh, for me, King of Tokyo, that one almost made the list. Cause I like, it's not that it's a bad game. Just like, I remember losing sleep over this game. Like I played it at like midnight and I was like, Oh my gosh, this game is so fun that like I barely slept that night. Cause I was thinking about that game so much. And then I wanted to get up the next day and just play that game. Like, and I don't know why. Like, I really don't know why. Yahtzee with a point-keeping mechanism. I don't know. Like, um, that one would be on my list. I don't know what else to say, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, everything. I think every game probably gets a little worse, or most games get a little worse with play. Very few games get better the more you play them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, these, these fall off pretty hard for us, I guess. I mean, I probably have more, but I don't want to. I mean, I've said six already. That's good enough. We've trashed enough like companies that we want to do business with <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, cool mini or not, um, looking forward to those review copies of Hate Abacus. <laughs> yeah. If, it, <laughs> I don't think they're going to send that out. It probably costs like $90 a ship. Yeah, probably. And the Abacuses are like Abakai, fleek flock of Abakai. Um, they're just miniatures. They aren't functional. So, I mean, I don't get too excited. <laughs> I'll try to contain myself. So what's happening around the shop, Jason? What's happening with the mechanics? Uh, I know that I got a couple of reviews up this week. I had some time off, so I got a couple up. I'm trying to be goofier with them. Um, I think it's coming through a little bit. Like I sing really bad harmonies with myself on one of them and on another one, I burn a board game. So you have to go over to YouTube and figure that out. Um, and I think Things are just popping everywhere. Yeah, I just dropped uh, a game called The Damsel's Tale, a review for that. And I'm I'm working on an expansion to The Builders of Blankenburg. That's going to be hitting Kickstarter here shortly. So if you watched that previous video, you can check that out. And I only have about four other games to review. So it's getting a little quieter here. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And Jason is the home of games that you won't see reviewed anywhere else because... You do a good job with that, for sure. Yeah, and you don't see them anywhere else, mostly because they're not so great. But I'm at least going to be nice about them. What are you talking about? The one that you got called Stack of Post-It Notes with Symbols on it, the Dexterity game, was really cool, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> we just wait till you see the review that I'm doing for this escape room game that I got. Oh, no. oh man, they tried to do like an unlock game, and it was not a success. <laughs> I mean, I'll be nice. I'm actually thinking about doing a review where I just say how the game plays and it's completely wrong. I think that'll be funny. <laughs> to prank them. To goof them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll do a real one, too. But I was thinking about sending them that one to see what happens. I like. It's crazy to think this, Jason, and this has been awesome, that we're in our second year now. And, man, we are who we are because people listen and talk about us and share like our podcast with people. And it's you guys that do stuff like we're you you treat us better than we deserve let's be honest um as our fans so that's the first thing i'm going to be fake humble before i say we're to the point now where i'm going to be saying what's really on my heart that's not fake humble we're to the point now where like people ask us to reviews and we're like "Mm, pass and there's no way a year ago jason and joel would have been like we're gonna pass on a review are you kidding like any review we can get we should do immediately especially if the game's not out yet and now it's like People say, I've got a really cool game. You take a deck of 42 cards, or 52 cards. <laughs> they come in four, four suits, two colors. Three of them are nobles. The rest are numbers. And then you, I don't know, you do any number of games. It's called Tricycle Deck of Cards. It's very cool. Yep. That's a hypothetical thing that we have happen <laughs> that isn't that hypothetical. Yep. Uh, I'm still, I mean, I'm still not turning away a ton because... I mean, I enjoy doing it, but there are some I'm like, yeah, that's a hard pass, but yeah. No one's listening at this point, so I mean, like, it doesn't matter, but if you are listening and you want us to do a review, um, I think we're going to add a, a link on our homepage, bgmechanics.com, where it'll take you to a Google form and you can just tell us a little about your game, though, because the other thing, too, is like, I think we've been sold a bill of goods on some reviews that we've had to do, too. Yeah, so, probably. The elevator pitch is better than the game sometimes. Yep, I would totally agree with it. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the most negative episode we've ever had. <laughs> so it'll definitely have a thousand listens the first day. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it has been pretty bad. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just think about all the things that have happened. Jason really, really dissed Cool Mini or Not. Jason really dissed <laughs> Memoir 44. Jason really dissed Legend of the Five Rings. Jason did not like Arkham Horror. Jason said that he doesn't want to do reviews anymore because the games are so bad. You're right. I did say all of those things. I. Jason said Matt Gertz can't make a good game. <laughs> yeah, Concordia. Jason said Railroad Inc. is bad. Concordia is garbage. Railroad Inc. is awesome. You're wrong on that one, sir. Uh, yes. <laughs> but you said it. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this has been dumb. I've been Joel. Keep gaping. And I'm Jason. Keep gaping. And this is still dumb.